Welcome back to the second part of the series on the inner child. If you have not listened to episode 27 yet, then pause here, go back and listen to that one because it sets the foundation for what we'll talk about today. In today's episodes, we'll go through one of the main exercises that you can use to help you connect with your inner child. And I'll give you some background about why these exercises work based on their relationship to the brain. So let's dig in. Hey, sister friend, welcome to the Shades of Trauma Healing Podcast. Do you want to overcome the wounds and impacts of childhood trauma that are holding you back in life? Do you want to get unstuck, begin thriving, and confidently living God's best in all areas? I'm Jenny L, a certified clinical trauma specialist, life coach, trauma thriver, and most of all, a daughter of God living loved and on purpose. In this podcast, I'll share trauma education, healing strategies along with biblical applications and motivational stories to support you in your journey toward trauma healing and thriving. So grab your journal, settle into your favorite spot, And let's begin. We all have an inner child inside of us who is crying to be let out, to be heard, and to be understood. The question you need to consider is, how can you liberate, love, and nurture your inner child? I'll share with you different activities that include using words, pictures, and actions. And when they are done consistently, you can learn how to discover and reparent your inner child. This is a gift that you can give to yourself because remember, no one can or is responsible for reparenting your inner child except you. You got to do this for yourself. It may be a little challenging at first if you did not have a model of what caregiving or caring for a child looks like, but this is something that you can learn and you can practice it as often as you like And you can begin healing from the effects of unmet needs and childhood wounds. There is a big difference between talking about your inner child and experiencing her. How do you know when you are experiencing your inner child? The inner child shows up when you have feelings. It is your emotional self. When you are authentically experiencing your feelings, you are allowing your inner child to be. The inner child also shows up when you are spontaneous, when you are playful, intuitive, when you are creative. The activities I'll share will help you experience your inner child and the type of exercises are specifically designed for this purpose. I'm referencing the exercises from the book I mentioned last week, Recovery of Your Inner Child by Lucia Capoccioni. I'll link to it in the show notes if you want to grab a copy. I found it to be a life changer. Now, I don't get any financial benefit from you purchasing this book in any way. It is just a helpful resource that I want to share with you. And as I mentioned, the exercise includes using words, pictures, writing, and creative activities. And this is very intentional. What makes this different from other activities is that you will be using both your dominant and your non-dominant hands in the exercises. Let me explain. 
using both hands is very important because each hemisphere of the brain controls the opposite side of the body. So for example, the right hemisphere controls the left side of the body and the left hemisphere controls the right side of the body. The left side of the brain has functions such as language and analytical processing. This is the logical side. So you can think left for language, left for logical. And the right brain is mainly nonverbal and it controls emotions, expressions, and intuition. In her research, Cappuccione found that certain activities like writing with the non-dominant hand accesses the right brain functions like intuition and emotional expression. And the neat thing is that this applies whether you are right-handed or left-handed as your, your dominant hand. Accessing the deeper levels of emotional memory and instinct provides a deeper connection to your inner child, which then creates the opportunity for a greater healing experience. As children grow and face different traumas, they learn to hide their true feelings and they hide deeper emotional parts. Maybe you learned it was not safe to say or show how you were felt or when you did, your emotional needs were not met or maybe the adult caregiver said that you needed too much from them. So in order to survive, the inner child, which is the emotional self, went into this room and shut the door and decided it was not going to come out because the world is not safe. In order to heal this inner child, you need to create a safe space that is filled with respect and protection so that that child can feel safe enough to come out and then invite them to come and be part of your adult life. That said, the first exercise I want to talk about is a two-handed dialogue with your inner child. The point of this exercise is to start a conversation by writing down questions with your dominant hand and your inner child will respond by writing out the answers to the questions with your non-dominant hand. Before I recommend any exercise to my clients, I like to try it out first and experience all the benefits and all of the elements. And when I apply what I learn, I can then reference it when I'm discussing it with clients. So this is what I'll do with you today. When I started doing this exercise, admittedly, I was a bit skeptical because part of my brain usually likes to analyze and question everything in order for it to make sense before I even take the next step forward. I am continuing to work on that. I gave it a try anyway because I thought, what's the worst thing that can happen? My sister friend, when I did this exercise, it was such an emotional experience. I was not expecting what came up to come up. And in the end, I did feel emotionally drained, but I also felt so much lighter. And therefore, based on my experience, these are the suggestions that I would make for doing this exercise. First things first, set aside at least one hour of quiet time. Make sure you are well rested. Make sure you are nourished. Don't be in a rush to do anything and find a space where you won't be disturbed. Because you will be writing with your non-dominant hand, it will take a little bit longer to form the letters. So give yourself the time and the patience to do that. You will need a pen or a pencil and a writing pad or a notebook. 
When you're all ready and set to go, you can start writing with your dominant hand. I am right-handed, so with this exercise, I simply started by writing hello with my dominant right hand, and I responded by writing hello with my non-dominant hand. Going forward, I will just say dominant hand or right hand, so we can shorten this exercise. So with my right hand, I wrote, how are you? Response, left hand, I'm okay. Dominant hand, what's your name? My non-dominant hand responded, little J. Now, I was surprised by this response because no one ever calls me little J, but this is what my inner child said. I continued to write with my right hand, Hi, little J, nice to meet you. I'm Janielle. With my left hand, I wrote, hi. Right hand, I wrote, how old are you, little J? Left hand responded, I'm seven. Right hand, do you like being seven? Left hand, it's okay, but it's hard sometimes. Now, I can't go into the entire dialogue with you because of time. We only have so much time on this podcast, but I wanted to give you an idea of how to start the conversation. The key here is to go with the flow. Don't try to overthink. Just listen into what you are thinking and feeling when you write with your non-dominant hand. When you are writing with your dominant hand, you are in the role of the adult, and your role is to respond in a safe, respectful, and protective manner. And be sure to stay curious. If your inner child expresses an emotion, acknowledge it and show empathy. Because again, you have to create this space of safety and respect for the inner child to feel that it's okay to bring forth her emotions, her feelings, or whatever is going on. One time, my inner child said she felt sad, and I responded by writing with my right hand, I'm sorry to hear that you are feeling sad. What made you feel sad? And I allowed her to continue. Then, when it was appropriate, I asked with my right hand, how can I help you today, or how can I be more supportive to you? And this is just a gist, an idea of how to write with your dominant hand the questions from the adult perspective and then respond with your non-dominant hand from the inner child perspective. You may be asking what could be the catalyst for doing this kind of work and it can be any type of emotional discomfort. Here's another example. When I first started podcasting, I would feel so anxious about recording and editing the episodes. I decided to check in with my inner child, which, remember, is my deeper emotional state, to see what I could find out. When I did the exercise, it came out that my inner child didn't like me editing the podcasts. In the written dialogue, I asked why, and she told me that I did not make it fun. I continued to be curious and I asked with my right hand and the child told me that you are too hard on us. You try to edit out every little mistake and it's not fun. Of course, she was right and I could see all perfectionist habits showing up in the editing process. So I owned it. I told her she was right and I asked how I could support her. Well, my inner child, Liturgy, told me, you're not allowed to edit the podcast by yourself anymore. You're too hard on us. Ouch. 
I took that on board and now when I edit the episodes, I remember that conversation and if I'm tempted to over edit, I take a deep breath, I remind myself that I can relax, it will all be okay, I don't need to be perfect and then I connect with my inner child and I give myself permission to have fun. It is fascinating what comes up when you spend quiet time with yourself, simply listening to your inner child. Your inner child is often vulnerable and needs to be treated with utmost sensitivity, love, and care. If you are struggling to relate to your inner child that way, think of your own child, maybe even a niece, a nephew, or any other child that you love. How would you relate to them? When you think about it, don't respond with any less care to your inner child. If you are not used to inner child work, it may be uncomfortable initially, and that's okay. Be gentle with yourself and remember that you're learning something new. If you begin to feel overwhelmed by what is coming up for you and you feel like you need a break, that's okay too. I've had times when my inner child would just show up in the middle of a therapy session when I could not address her needs, and just like I would talk to any child, I did not say go away or I'm busy or not now. That only reinforces that your inner child is not welcomed, is a bother or that she's not important. If this happens, it makes it more difficult for her to come out the next time because she is getting the message that it's not safe, that there's no respect or there's no protection. So she goes away again. And this is when you find that the suppressed emotions continue to show up in unhealthy patterns and in unhealthy ways as adults. In the case of this therapy session, when the inner child shows up, what I do instead is, in my mind, I acknowledge when she comes up, I take a note of the feelings, and I say, I see you, I hear you, I know you are there, I will come to you once I'm finished with my client. Sometimes that is enough, and at other times, it is so strong that I have to pause, write down a word or a phrase about what is coming up so that I can remember to address it later. While you are doing your exercise, if you begin to feel tired and overwhelmed, don't just stop the conversation and stop writing. Imagine this process as you're talking to an actual child because you are. So instead of just abruptly stopping, leaving the child wondering where you went and what happened, you can write with your dominant hand something like, I'm feeling really tired now and I would like to stop if that's okay with you. I promise you that I will come back to our conversations, but it is healthy for us to take a break sometimes. So if that's okay, I would like to take a break right now and listen in for what your inner child says in response. Make sure and close off the conversation in a way that's safe and that feels supportive and healthy for you and for her so that she knows she's not abandoned or left with high emotions that goes unaddressed. I had planned to do a couple of exercises today, but I think this first exercise is quite robust and it covers pretty much the entire episode. So what I'll do is come back next week with the other exercise so you know of different ways you can use to connect with your inner child. In the meantime, you get to do some practice. Now it's your turn. Try out this written exercise and see what comes up for you. If you want to do a bit more reading up on the whole process, you can check out the book in the show notes. 
I really enjoy the self-exploration and self-awareness that comes from this exercise. And I would be curious to hear what comes up for you when you try it. So join me in our private Facebook community, Heal Childhood Trauma as Christian Women of Color. And you can share whatever is coming up from your exercises, your reflections. This is a safe space. We are like-minded Christian women who support each other with sisterhood as we heal. You can also sign up to become a Shades of Trauma Healing Podcast Insider. And as an insider, you'll receive weekly inspirational emails. You will get first access to any podcast developments as they unfold. The link to sign up is subscribepage.io forward slash SDH podcast. And as usual, I welcome your emails. Send me your emails at support at shadesoftraumahealing.com. I look forward to connecting with you and I wish you every success and fun as you get to connect and know your inner child. Before you go, sister friend, did this podcast episode encourage, inspire, or teach you something new? If so, would you be so kind as to share it with another friend who needs help to overcome her childhood trauma? And don't forget to hop over to Apple Podcasts to leave a rating and a written review for the show. This way, the show can reach more sisters who need to hear it. Thank you for listening and know that I am cheering for your healing. I'll be back next week. So until then, take time to breathe and be blessed.